Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Hallelujah. The scripture declares to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise and for us to be thankful unto him and bless his name because the Lord is good. Would you just stand on your feet really quick, clap your hands and give the Lord a praise. Come on, let's do it together. Hallelujah. Father, we glorify you. We honor you. We give you glory. We give you worship. We give you praise. You are so amazing. You are Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we praise you today. Father, we ask you that you can give the glory out of this service. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our uprising this morning, our laying down last night. Thank you, Lord, that our bed last night was not our cooling board. We thank you, Lord, for the blood running warm through our veins. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the activity of our limbs. Thank you, Lord, for our right mind. Thank you, Lord, for eyes to see, ears to hear, legs to walk, but not the tongue. The things that people see, that people make the seem insignificant. Father, we thank you for them. Somebody lost their mother last night. Somebody lost their father last night. Somebody lost their sister, their brother, their their, their nephew, their son, their daughter. But Father, we are still yet in the land of the living, and we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that covers. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your protection and your shield, God. Hallelujah. Your angels that you encamp around about us. We thank you, God, because you are the God of not only a second chance, but a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth, a ninth, a tenth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for chance after chance. And we thank you, Lord God, that you did not cut us off, but you allowed us to come into your house to praise you one more time, to give you glory one more time. So, Father, as a body of believers, as a family, Lord Jesus, in spite of what we're going through and dealing with, Father, we lift our hands to you, and we lift our hearts to you, we lift our praise to you. We give you adoration in this building. Now, Christ, sir, have your way in Jesus' name. Move how you want to move. Do what you want to do. Move from heart and heart and breast to breast, Lord Jesus. Walk up and down these sanctified aisles. Hallelujah. Purify us. Anoint us afresh. Father, make our hearts ready for the word in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the victory right now. We thank you, Lord, that you are exalted. The devil is defeated. And we still have the victory. And we thank you right now for everything that's going to happen in this service. We thank you, Lord, for our lives changing and us never being the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you clap your hands and give the Lord the biggest praise that you can all over the house? Come on. Oh, that ain't no praise. I said clap those hands and praise him. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you just look at somebody and say, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Look at somebody and say, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. Song says this. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Oh, he has made me glad. He has made me glad. I 
Amen, 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 amen. He's made you glad you ought to make some noise today. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Nobody but Jesus has made us glad. Yes, 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 yes. Man, 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 I'm sorry. Y'all going to have to bear with me this morning. I'm trying to tell you. I remember what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 122. Uh, David write these words. David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. One more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. Yeah. I, I had an opportunity to be around some people around the globe. And I learned something from my African brothers and sisters. There's a custom. That when you go into the house of somebody, that you ought to not go empty-handed. That you ought to come with a gift in your hand. So as I come and we come into God's house this morning, we ought to come with the gift of worship. The gift of praise. We ought to have a hallelujah on our lips. Say thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for another Sunday. Yeah, did you come with something in your hand, something in your heart, and something in your mouth? Let us, let us pray. God, we thank you for your spirit. That spirit that rests, rules, and reigns. That spirit that is alive in this place. Lord, we thank you for how you move in mighty ways. God, how you protected us from Sunday to Sunday. God, how you allowed us to come into your house of prayer, praise, and worship one more time. Father, we come with a mission and we come with an agenda. God, we come today to lift your name. God, we come to give you all the praise. God, we come to give you all the honor. God, you have been so good to us. God, bless this service. Bless the musicians. Bless the preacher. Bless the participants. God, do what you do best. Have your way. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. All of God's people said amen. 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 Our congregational hymn this morning, one of my favorites, is uh, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. But don't miss the blessing. Just to take him at his word. My, my, my. Amen. Let's sing with uplifting voices. Hymn number 196. so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know the Sabbath Jesus Jesus how I trust you how 
Somebody, something about that name, Jesus, Jesus, amen. I scripture reading this morning is found in the book of Isaiah, uh, the major prophet with a major message, Isaiah chapter 55. I'll be reading verses 1 to 7. Isaiah 55 it says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the water. And you will have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. Without money. Without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which does not satisfy. That's a word right there. Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good. And delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to me. Listen so that you may live I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast to sure love for David see I made him a witness to the people a leader and a commander for the people see you shall call the nations that do not know nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel for he has glorified you Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsaken their way and let the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. May God continue to bless his word richly. Let us have a moment of prayer if we could. Take a little time and have a little talk with Jesus. Got to tell Jesus all about our troubles. And the best thing about Jesus is he will hear our fable cry. But the blessing is he will answer by and by. Let us pray. God, it's once more we have an opportunity to come before your throne of grace and your throne of mercy. God, we come with bowed down heads and humble hearts, realizing and recognizing that if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, where would we be? God, we know who to give all the glory to. We know who to give all the honor to. So, Lord, we come with our hearts and our minds, and God, we just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, for another day's rising. Thank you for another day's blessing. Thank you that when we woke up this morning, our mind was stayed on you. That we knew we had to press our way to the house of the Lord. God, we say thank you. For we knew, God, if we made it here, you would meet us here. We would feel your spirit and feel your presence. God, we would have the blessed assurance to know that everything is going to be all right. So, God, we say thank you. Lord, we thank you for this church, this branch of Zion. We thank you for the fellowship of the believers that you have here at this branch of Zion. We thank you for the godly love that exists here 
at this branch of Zion. God, we take a minute to pray for our brothers and our sisters, those that may be struggling in one way or another. God, I don't need to name them, for you know them all. But God, we act today as intercessors. We come to the throne on behalf of our brother and our sister. God, we plead for grace and mercy. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing at Redeemer. Father, we just want to say thank you for the vision that has been painted. Thank you for the path that you've laid out for this branch. God, we thank you for our pastor, God. We pray that you would be with him on every leaning side. God, be with him in the midnight hour. God, continue to speak to him as he leads us your people. And Father, we'll be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And Lord, we pray for that individual today, that one that may have suffered some type of calamity that would have caused them to say deep down in their faith, where is God? Oh God, we pray that they may have had a Job experience, but God, let them know to keep reading, keep walking, for what you did with Job, you'll do with them, that you'll give them double for their trouble. Keep looking to the hills from what's come of their help, for we know our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So God, we say thank you. God bless us. Bless this service. And continue to do what you do best. And we'll always have praise on our lips. Praise in our heart. And praise on our mind. And all of God's people said amen.
church members, we welcome you. These are the church announcements for the week of October 25th. Tamika Furberry Productions LLC presents the 10th anniversary of Philly Flip It Concert Series at the Met Philly, located at 858 North Broad Street on Sunday, November 14th at 5 p.m. General admission is $25. VIP is $50. You can see Dr. Alicia or Minister Tamika for tickets. You know, that brings back memories for me going to the Met. I remember going to the Met, being led by grandma's hands in the mid-50s. You know, walking into that place, seeing the chandeliers, you know, a congregation where there were black and white, large crowds. 
chandeliers, but I think most thing impressed me the most about the Met was they had concession stands outside. You could go get a hot dog, hamburger, and go back in service, but you were there all day. Lord, so it would be a blessing for me at this journey in my life to return there and have church again. Amen? Amen. That is a blessing. Intimate portraits. Greetings, my beautiful and beloved sisters. The Women's Ministry cordially invites you to an amazing evening of intimate portraits on Friday, October 29th at 7.30 p.m. via Zoom. This month's speaker will be Sister Andrea Gillis of Victory Church in Audubon, New Jersey. Our topic for the evening will be women of God walking in their victory. That be found in Romans 8.37. Bring your Bible and get ready for an amazing evening. From the office of the church clerk, the 2022 calendar meeting will be held on Saturday, 11-13-2021 from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Attendance is mandatory for all ministry leaders or representatives. The calendar event form will be emailed to all ministry leaders by Tuesday, 10-26-2021. All requests must be returned to the church clerk by Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, or earlier. The Zoom link will be sent at a later date. Any questions, please email the church clerk. Prayer and Bible study. Prayer and Bible study is on Zoom. Prayer starts at 6.30 p.m. and Bible study will immediately follow. You can find the Zoom information on the Church of Redeemer Baptist Org website. All announcements are posted weekly on the website. Offering time, saints. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithes into the storehouse. There may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that there will be not enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. You may go to the church website and give online. If you are in the sanctuary, we have an offering box in the center aisle at the end. You may also drop off your tithes and offerings at the by mail. The church... 2421 Dickinson Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19146. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for another day. Lord, we ask for a blessing on this offering, Lord. Lord, we bless those who can give and those who are unable to give at this time, Lord. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all you have done for us this day. Just this day, Lord. Lord, we are in troubling times, Lord. Lord, we just want you to cover us with your love, your joy, and your peace, Lord. Lord, protect all our families, Lord, in these violent times, Lord. But, Lord, we know who is in control. 
And Lord, we will always bless you. You have been so good to us. And we be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen and amen. Morning, good morning, good morning. Morning, morning, morning. Morning to our virtual campus as well. Somebody ought to say amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. A few announcements and I'll get out your way. Uh, the first announcement is on behalf of the family of Deaconess Alice Payton. Uh, we would like to thank everyone. We would like to say thank you for the cards. Thank you for the visits and thank you for the acts of love that, and kindness that was shown. So we want to say thank you to everybody. Second, we want to inform you about a homegoing celebration this Thursday at 11 for Sister Brenda Billups at the Church of the Redeemer here, a faithful member of the church. If you know of someone that definitely knows Sister Billups, if you wouldn't mind spreading the word so that everyone is aware that there is a homegoing celebration here. Third, uh, there will be a joint board meeting this Thursday, and the leaders should have received an email. If you hadn't, please see your chairperson. Uh, that is something to get excited about, uh, where we're starting to really tab the leadership, the fellowship, and we're going where God is sending us. Uh, fourth, hope you don't mind, I had to number them so I wouldn't miss any of them. I'd just like to go down the line in order. Uh, fourth, this Friday, mark your calendars. This Friday, this Friday is Fifth Friday. Does anybody know what Fifth Friday is? All right, all right. I'm going to use my spiritual imagination, and I heard the answer. Back to the altar. <laughs> Every Fifth Friday, we go back to the altar in prayer. Somebody say amen. Amen. Please, please mark your calendars. All right. It'll take place via Facebook. And I'm going down the list. I'm make sure I didn't miss any. Uh, if I did, charge it to my head and not my heart. But I'm going to go to the church meeting. Is that Monday? Okay. So the church meeting is the first on Monday. What time? Seven o'clock, all right? All members participate in the meeting. Amen. So we got joint board Thursday, church meeting Monday. Y'all know the routine. Not much has changed. Maybe the mode that we do it, but it's still the same. Lastly, the last one I want to get to. I'm not sure if you're into what months are. You know, you got like secretary month and what doctor month and nurse month and all that kind of stuff. Well, this month is known as what? Anybody know what this month is? All right, I'm trying to see what the love is. This is Clergy Appreciation Month. Amen. 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 And uh, I, I hope you wouldn't mind just standing so that we can give our pastor some love. And at the virtual campus, if you could send up some hearts, and we just want to say... We love you, man. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know y'all know this, but I just want to say it's so important to encourage our pastor and our leader. It, it's so important not to miss the opportunity that God has designed to be able to show the man of God that we love him and we appreciate him. And also, I did forget something. Minister Wilkins, thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. 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 You, you, you and the bishop do something. I'm trying to tell you. Woo. Bye, bye, bye. All right. After you bless us again, the next voice we will hear is from Pastor. Pastor David Smith. God bless you. Amen. expecting great things from the Lord.
on, come on, praise him if he's done great things for you. Come on, praise him. Praise him if you've seen him working in your home. Come on, praise him. Now I dare you to turn around and say, all around, all around, all around, all around, all around me, you've done great things. Hallelujah. 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 He's promised you. He's promised you. His word is out. Hey God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah. clap your hands if you believe God. Come on, clap your hands if you believe it, if you receive it. If you receive the great things God has in store for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you for this, this moment in time. We thank you for this opportunity to come to you today. We thank you for our neighbor who is standing next to us, who is sitting next to us. We thank you for the person that is closest to us in our mind and on our heart. We thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to be called here into your banqueting house and your banner over us is love. We thank you that you've called us here into your banqueting house and your banner over us is love. We love you today for loving us. Hallelujah. We love you today for loving us. We glorify you today for helping us. We praise you today for keeping us and for watching over your word to perform it in our lives. God, we lay ourselves today down. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We lay ourselves down again at your feet today. Some of us came here because we need a blessing. Bless us today. Some of us came here because we need a healing. Heal us today. Some of us came here because we need a word. Help our, our, our ears to be open to the word today and give to us our daily bread. We'll thank you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. As we leave this place when it's time for us to go, help our testimony to be. We came in one way and we left another way by your power and by your great name. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. And amen again. God bless you. God bless you.
God bless you. You've heard a couple of announcements. As yet, you may have your seats. We heard a couple of announcements this, this morning. Um, I just want to reiterate a few of them. One of them is um, that Fifth Friday prayer is happening this Friday. Amen? Amen. Nothing happens in the house of God with the body of Christ. Nothing happens unless it first happens in prayer. Hello? Nothing happens with God's people unless it first happens in prayer. So we're going to prioritize prayer as a people. Amen? We're going to prioritize at 630 this Friday and on every fifth Friday as we walk together in this relationship, we are going to pray. We are going to seek God's face and come together in prayer virtually and physically on fifth Fridays. This, this Friday, we will be here at 630 p.m. praying. And then at 730 p.m., there will be intimate portraits. Amen. Every one of the ladies, y'all better. If you can't if you can't get from where you are here to intimate portraits and stay at home. And join prayer online. Amen. <laughs> so you can switch real quick so you can support Intimate Portraits. Amen? Amen. And with two more, two more. We have a joint board meeting on Friday. I mean on Thursday, forgive me. Joint board meeting on Thursday. And then a church meeting on Monday the 1st. Please be prepared for both of those meetings. As we come together as a family in worship, we also have to come together as a family in business. We have to be able to do things decently and in order. And if we're going to walk together, we have to know where we're walking. That happens in the church meetings. So I'm admonishing every one of us to come prepared, to be a part of, to listen, to have questions. To, so that, and if we don't have answers to your questions in the moment, we promise we will get you answers after the meeting. Amen? Amen. God bless you is my prayer. Draw me nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to We've been walking together through these verses of scripture in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, specifically verse 14. I'm going to read 13 and 14 together for us in our hearing. They read as follows. When I shut up the heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. We've walked through these verses, this, this verse specifically, verse 14, up to the point where we've gotten to the place where God says to Solomon, turn from their wicked ways. There's a title for this message today. The title is simply Repent. Repent. Sit with me. Please sit with me. Sit with me today. Sit with me. Sit with me in our mess so that we can see God deliver us. Sit with me today. When I hear the words that God spoke to his servant, the new king, 
Solomon. Those words being, turn from their wicked ways. I hear a reminder for every believer to repent. To repent means to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. It is the act of acknowledging that you did, thought, or said something that is in direct opposition to God's will and God's plan for your life. Repenting is sometimes a painful act because we want to be right. And when we repent, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're wrong. <laughs> Repenting is also sometimes a very humbling act because, well, we, we want to be right. <laughs> and when we repent, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're wrong. But when we do this thing called repenting correctly, it is an act that frees us from the burden of unattainable perfection. When we repent the right way, it is an act that allows us to be freed from the bondage of trying to be perfect for people. And we can never do that. Chuck Colson, the founder of Angel Tree, says about repentance, repentance is the process by which we see ourselves day by day as we really are, sinful, needy, and dependent people on God. Now, I get that we've been having a conversation in the broader church about us being the righteousness of God. And that is true. We are, in fact, as 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, we are, in fact, the righteousness of God. It is scriptural. But just as true and right and scriptural as those words are, it is true and right and scriptural that our own righteousness is defined by God as filthy rags. So if you want to have a conversation of what you're, about what your righteousness looks like, you can call yourself the righteousness of God. Yes, absolutely. But if you stand in your own righteousness, you will be defined by heaven as filthy, nasty, and disgusting. Because you're... All right. We are made righteousness. We are only made righteousness. We are only made righteousness by the blood of Jesus. And our repentance is what applies the blood to our every situation. So what is repentance? And how do we do it? Repentance is not only an act that requires acknowledgement, saints. Repentance is a process. And there's a four-step process to repentance. Some of you may have heard me say this before. But there's a four-step process to repentance. It's called the four R's. Write it down if you can. Write it down. The four-step process to repentance. The first thing that you have to do when you are repenting is you have to take responsibility. Somebody say responsibility. You must recognize or take responsibility for what you have done wrong. And that is oftentimes very, very difficult because it causes you to see that you have actually wronged someone else, yourself, or God. All three are possible. The second thing you have to do after taking responsibility is regret. You have to have true remorse for doing wrong, and for the pain and problems that you've caused yourself, your loved ones, and or your God. 
The third thing that you have to do after taking responsibility and after having regret or true remorse, the third thing you have to do is you have to resolve in your mind that you will never do what you did before again. There's a process to repentance. You have to resolve in your mind that you will never do what you did before again. Now, I get that that's difficult because it's hard to say, I will never do that again. And that's why your righteousness is as filthy rags. Because if you try to do this and say you will never sin like that again, all by yourself, you will find yourself sinning like that again. But if you allow God to walk you through the process of responsibility, taking responsibility for your actions, regretting what you've done, and resolving that you will never do it again, then you can move to the fourth step. And the fourth step, the fourth R, is repair. You have to resolve in your mind and do everything in your power to make it right. You've got to do everything in your power to make it right. Repair the damage that you've done or at least do whatever you can possibly do to make it right with the injured party. You take responsibility for your thoughts and your actions. You regret or have remorse for the same. You re- resolve to commit to God's, with God's help to never do it again. And you repair what your actions have broken in yourself and others. The four R's. Responsibility. Say it. Responsibility. Regret, resolve, and repair. One more time. Responsibility, regret, resolve, and repair. It's a big job to be responsible to regret, resolve, and repair. But God is faithful and he will allow us to have the strength to take responsibility, to regret what we've done, to resolve to never do it again, and to repair what we've broken. One of the greatest examples of repentance in history is found in the life of King David. Y'all know David. He was the king of Israel after Saul, and he had a son named Solomon. He was forgotten by his father and rejected by his brothers. <laughs> he was even thought of, um, and, and even through all of this, he was a man who had the heart of God and for God. But this man who had a heart of God, the heart of God and for God, also had a couple of personal flaws, you know. <laughs> He wasn't a perfect man. He had a couple things that were going on that he didn't really have control over in his mind or in his body, you know. And this man named David had a little bit of a lust problem. (laughs) He had a lust problem. He liked women a little too much. And his problem was so significant, in fact, that when he was at the end of his life, one of his servants thought that he was dead because they sent a young woman into him and was he was completely uninterested. I saw that and said, King David, when they saw that, they said, King David is dead because he was uninterested in the. (laughs) I know what you mean, David. I know what you mean. (laughs) One day, let me get back to where I'm supposed to be. One day, David's problem got the best of him. Hallelujah. He saw this woman named Bathsheba and decided he wanted her as his own. So he goes and he takes this woman and he sleeps with her while her husband is away at war. And there's evidence, Ma. (laughs) She gets pregnant. He left evidence. And when he finds out 
He tries to cover up his sin by sending her husband home to be with his wife. But her husband, the honorable man that he is, realizes that he's supposed to be at war and refuses to go back home to his wife. So the king has another problem at hand. And he's trying to find a way to hide his sin. But the only way that he could do that, since his, her husband wouldn't go back and sleep with his wife to cover up this king's sin, the only thing he could think to do is kill him. <laughs> he killed him. He killed this woman's husband because his lust got the best of him. And all this happens, all, as all of this is happening, no one around the king, everybody sees it. But no one around the king says anything to him. Nobody around him, nobody in his courts, none of his servants, none of the people that realize that this is his problem. They call him out and communicate, bruh, I don't think what you're about to do is the right thing. They allow it to happen and they abdicate responsibility and authority to the kingdom to one person. They are not allowing for accountability to be a part of the culture of the kingdom. They just give responsibility to, to one person. Maybe they were afraid. I'm not sure. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they just didn't think that they had the ability to communicate to such a powerful person. But for whatever reason, they all walked around ignoring something that happened right in front of their eyes. This historical account helps us to understand what we have to repent of. So what do we have to repent of? There are two things that I feel like God's calling us to repent of. The first thing that we as believers have to repent of are our own personal and or individual sins. Earlier I said that as everything was happening and no one said anything to David. But that's not how the story really ends. In the moment, nobody calls David or pulls his coattail. But after a little while, there was a young man that came to David by the name of Nathan. He was the prophet of the land at the time. And he came to David and had to communicate with him about his own personal or individual sin. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, the prophet confronts the king with a word from the Lord about his behavior. And he does what prophets are supposed to do. This prophet comes and he speaks truth, the truth of God, to a powerful person. <laughs> he speaks truth to power. And in response to the truth of God coming from Nathan to this powerful man known as David, he does in the moment what all of us, when we find ourselves in our sin, should do. He rips his clothes. He refuses to eat. And he prays to his God for forgiveness. He rips his clothes. He refuses to eat. And he prays to his God for forgiveness. He writes a prayer about um, in song version that we find in Psalm 51. And it's a prayer that begins with David crying out to God. He says, have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, I feel these words. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. 
and my sin is always before you against you, God, and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge me. Then David moves on and he says, if I'm going to be clean, the only way I'm going to be clean is if you purge me with hyssop. And I will be clean. Wash me, God, and I shall be whiter than snow. If I'm going to have your heart, God, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. David repents after he realizes that he was the sinful one. How much better would we be as a church if we would allow God to prick our hearts like God pricked David's heart? How much better as a church would we be if we allowed God to communicate with us and our response to our own sin was not, well, what did you do when you were younger? Our response to our own sin was not, well, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how hard my life is. But our response to our sin was that we would rend our God. Oh, my Jesus. Help us, Lord, that we would rend our garments. We would turn our plates down and we would say to God against you, against you only have we sinned. Purge us with hyssop and we will be clean. Wash us and we will be whiter than snow. Our response has been a response of arrogance and excuses. response to our own sin has been a response of arrogance and excuses. We are telling people that we're right and we're trying to make our wrong right when we know we should be having, asking God to have mercy on us. He's not going to bless it. Get back to it. Get back to it. He takes responsibility. David repents, saints takes responsibility for his thoughts, takes responsibility for his actions. He regrets his actions against Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. He resolves to never do it again, and he knows the best, and he works to the best of his ability to help our God repair what is now broken. He accepts the will of God for his life, and the will of God, if I may, is that that baby, that evidence, dies. (laughs) sometimes I don't have this here sometimes sometimes God's going to allow your sin that you want he's going to let it die I believe Paul said in Romans that the wages of sin is death and I communicate that when I have opportunity to communicate as every time you sin something must die Amen, church. Every time you sin, every time you do something that is against the will of the Father in your life, something has to die. Something, it may be a dream, it may be a goal, it may be a part of your vision, it may be something that you really, really want that you've never communicated, but every time you sin, something dies. Let me hurry up. So David, when we see David repent, And all things are good. It is a great example for us individually. But what we don't see collectively 
is the people of God Amen. repenting. We have to repent individually, saints. We do. We absolutely, we have to repent individually. But we also have to repent collectively as a society. We have to repent for creating culture that allows for sin to be hidden. Hello, somebody. Hello, hello. We have to repent for creating culture that allows for sin to be hidden. We have to repent for wanting our sin to be covered to the point where we are not called to God's side in salvific utterance. We have to do the work of understanding how a culture of candor can be created. The second thing we have to do after we, pre- we repent individually, have to pre- repent culturally or collectively. Individual repentance is one thing, and we all have to get our business straight with God. But what's more is when we create a culture of repentance, and when we as a people realize that we have allowed destruction to occur in front of our own eyes, and we did nothing about it. When we see this, when we recognize it, if it goes unaddressed, it remains in our hearts, and it remains in our community as sin. And it keeps us from the true manifestation of the abundant life that God has for us. Can I offer something? This past week on the Market Frankfurt Elevator train. A train, hallelujah. A train that runs from one end of our city to another. There was a woman who was assaulted by a man on the train in a car that was occupied by multiple other passengers. Everyone on the train could... Woo-hoo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Everyone on that train car could see and could hear what was going on, but no one came to this woman's aid. The most that anyone did as this woman, woman was being abused in front of their eyes, the most that anyone did was took out their phone. Started to videotape it. Ah! Jesus! Nobody called 911. Nobody intervened. No one called the police. No one even decided to get the attention of the conductor to get the train stopped so that this woman could stop being abused. They, they, they allowed it. <laughs> happened many are sharing all kinds of reasons as to why that was an understandable response many people in the world are making excuses as to why they understand why other people would not put themselves in harm's way but i dare you to imagine if that was your sister i Many people are cause are creating excuses as to why this wrong was right. But I am here to offer us as the church this simple statement. Ambivalence to the plight of others is sin. Ambivalence to the plight of others is sin. If Jesus would have ignored us. We would still be, hallelujah, we would still be lost. Some of us, if Jesus would have been ambivalent to our transgressions, we would still be lost. 
Some of us would still be in the crack house. Some of hallelujah. Don't some of us would still be on the streets. Some of us would still be walking around here sloppy drunk, not knowing where you were. Some of you would, some of us would still be lost in our own minds with no real outward of expression of the distress in our hearts until someone else found us hanging from our own ceiling. My God. But God decided to look on us in our sin, our transgression, and he decided in the moment where we could be lost forever to turn his eyes from Calvary and reach. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He didn't have to look at me, but he did. I was sinking. <laughs> I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. But his love, holy God of Israel, holy God of Israel, that's a great place to give him praise, saints. If you're grateful for salvation, praise your God. Hallelujah. He could have left you where he could have left you. Could, hey, hey. He could have left you in your sin and your depravity. But thanks be to God who gave hey, who gave you the victory. He All right. Hallelujah. 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 He could have turned his face another way. But he decided to look on us. <laughs> but we have created saints. Sit down. Sit down. Oh, Jesus, I bless you. We have created a culture where it's okay to accept in action the blood of Jesus. We have created a culture where it's okay to accept in action. And we have allowed the enemy of our souls to lull us to sleep. And now we are allowing innocent people to be hurt simply because... We don't care. Today, as a church and as a people, God is calling us to repent. Jesus, I bless you. We repent as a church to that woman on the L for no one standing up to defend or protect her. We repent to every woman who walks the street in fear because we have not done the work of raising our children well, hello, somebody. We repent for, to every child that we allow to be abused or neglected because of our own and our collective ambivalence. Saints, we repent to every father behind bars. Or we repent to every father without what they need because we did not take his future seriously. My God, our heart breaks for what breaks your heart. We repent for every mother who felt that they needed to abort their child because we didn't think 
that, that she didn't think that there was any other way to make it happen or make it right. And we repent for closing our eyes to the destruction all around us. All around us. We repent. We take responsibility as the church. We take responsibility as the church. We regret our action or lack thereof. We resolve never to be found in this place again. And we will work to the best of our ability with the help of our God to repair what is now broken. Saints, we repent. <laughs> we repent. We're not here in church just to be in church. We repent. We're not here in church just to have a good time. We repent. God's heart is broken for the things that are happening around us. God's heart is broken for the things that are happening inside of us. And today, right now, in this moment, we repent. It's good to feel. It's good to feel it. It's good to acknowledge our sin. It's good to be truly broken and have a clear picture of our depravity before God in a personal and a, in a collective way. But saints, we can't stop there. After David prays his prayer of repentance, he does one more thing. What's he do? I'm glad you asked me. He asks God to help him get back to his rightful place. <laughs> Ask God to help him get back to his rightful place in, in the kingdom. Verse 12 and verse 13 of Psalm 51 reads, Restore unto me. I wish I had a church where y'all at. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted unto you. When we repent, saints, not only is our relationship with God restored, but our desire to share with others what God has done for us is rekindled. <laughs> Why have we not been evangelizing like we should? Because there's sin in the camp. Why have we not seen people coming back to church like we ought? Because there's sin in the camp. Why have we not seen people come off of those streets into these doors and fall on their face before God? Because there's, there's sin in the camp. Why have you not seen your son, your daughter, your aunt, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephew saved? Why haven't we seen household salvation? Because sin is blocking your ability to pray through so that they get their break through. Why is violence ruling our streets? And why are so many seemingly unaware of the obvious that's going on around us? Because our hearts are calloused with the sin that we're experiencing at every level. But I heard the words of God say, if my people... who are called by my name. Humble themselves and pray. <laughs> Where's God's people at? 
We're the ones that will seek his face and turn. Oh my God. <laughs> From your wicked ways. You'll lay down everything that you like to do. That displeases your God. And you will allow God to break your heart. Oh my Jesus. With the things that have broken his heart. The altar is open. The altar is open. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. I understand that we want to see souls saved. I understand we want to see the building full. But we ain't going to see none of that until we get our hearts right. Come on, We've got to be humble, we've got to seek him, and we've got to pray. We've got to pray for ourselves, and we've got to pray for those that are around us. We've got to pray to see his kingdom come. We've got to pray to see his will being done. We've got to pray because the weapons of this warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. We've got to pray, church. We've got to pray. If there is one here, the doors of the church are open. There is one here that needs to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Come now. The doors of the church are open. If there's one here that needs to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've never done that. You've never made the Lord your choice. Come now. Come now. Come now. I don't know what you need to sing, but I know you need to sing something. If, <laughs> if, there's, if there is one that needs to come, you've never accepted Christ as your Savior come now if you know that your sin is separating you from your god and you want to make it right it's time for you to repent to come back home come now come now come now and if you need a church home if you are not if you have not joined you need a church home and this is the place that god is calling you to call home come on right now come on right now hallelujah ain't no judgment ain't no judgment we're creating a culture of candor, the Lord bless you, good brother. We are creating a culture. When you see men come to the altar, we're creating a culture of love. We're creating a culture of candor. And we are creating a culture where all of us can be honest with each other and with our God. Amen? Amen. If there is one, if there is another in the, on the screen in our virtual campus, if there is one, that you, you know God is talking to you. You're supposed to be joining with us today. Then do it. Stop. Stop. What you waiting on? Stop. Let's go. Do it now. Now is your time. Today is your day. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Let it be your prayer. Let it be your prayer. to this thing you got to take responsibility you got to regret or have remorse for what you've done you've got to resolved resolve that you will never do it again and you've got to repair what you've broken this call is for those of you who need to repent communion Sunday is coming And I heard Paul say that if you take that cup, yes, Lord, unworthily, you put your own self in harm's way. Those are not my words. Those are the words of scripture. This this place, this time now is a time. It's a call. It's an opportunity for all of us, for you specifically, to repent, to take responsibility for your actions to regret or have remorse for what you've done, to resolve to never do it again, and to repair your actions, to repair what you have broken in yourself or with others. If you want to come forward, the altar is open. I believe that we're called in this season at this moment. We're not supposed to be talking. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. And I don't think that this is just this week. We need to to respect the house of God again. Learn reverence for the house because deliverance is coming right here. Say amen, somebody. Please, 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 please. Let's be on one accord with one accord here. Deliverance is coming. And God's people need a place where they can feel safe to break. We need to have a place where we can feel safe to be vulnerable. And if we're out here playing games while people are getting delivered, it'll be a distraction. We don't need that. We don't need that. This now is the time. Today is the day. If somebody would be willing to come and pray with this young lady, I'd be grateful. I'd be appreciative. But whoever needs to take these four steps today, now is your time. And to praise God, today is your day to take responsibility for your actions, to regret or have remorse for the same, to resolve or commit to never do it again, and to repair what you have broken in yourself or others. This week, that's our challenge, collectively and individually. When you see something, say something. Now unto him (laughs) who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all, we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. To the only wise God be all glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you is my prayer. You are dismissed. Go in the strength of the Lord and repent.